give you a show like you have never, ever seen before. Why? Because I can. Yes, yeah, your boy Baron the Smokes, man, and I'm glad y'all tuned in to the Baron the Smokes podcast. You know the deal. All right, so today I got a really special guest. Uh, I'm gonna run down some of her accolades and the things she's done in the business. So bear with me; it's pretty long. So she's interviewed countless performers from the wrestling and the entertainment business, such as Leo Rush, Sunny Kiss, Peter Rosenberg of Hot 97. Oof, that's a lot right there, right? She also interviewed the first female black superstar to win a title at WrestleMania, which is Jazz. And she's also interviewed the late Shad Gaspard of Crime Time and countless others. Alongside her brothers and aunts, Sir Wilkins and Mr. Black, they have reinvented how fans in New York City enjoy wrestling by using their platform and giving us these viewing parties at Legends Bar in Manhattan. July 29th marks the third, the third installment of the Jabra Slam 3 presented by Battle Pro. She's Roman Reigns' most... Oh, man, how can I put this? She does not like Roman Reigns, and I have an issue with that. But for now, let's welcome Janelle from the Jabba Tears podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> That's a, you know, I mean, it's interesting. Everyone's intro is always different. Yeah. So, like, everything you have said, I've never heard anyone else say. Mm. <laughs> so that was dope. Because I was just like, you know what we did do that Leo Rush interview when he fake retires. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I was like, you know, we did a lot of different things. So I thank you for having me on your platform. Finally, I'm being selfish. It's just me, even though, of course, I'm one third of the Java Kids podcast, but thank you, thank you, thank you so much for having me on. I am excited, and don't hate me because I don't like Roman like you like Roman, but <laughs> it is what it is. It's so good, man. <laughs> I'm happy you're on the podcast. Um, I've had Wilkins like about two, three weeks ago on the podcast, and uh, a lot okay. of listeners wasn't aware that you guys gave my first break on the podcast, so it's only right I get you guys on mine, you know? So I appreciate that. Oh, no, we, listen, that actually, I feel like those are, like, one of the last few interviews we did, I feel like, before COVID. Yeah. Like, and it was just, and it was just so, but it was dope because, like, we had never met the man behind the voice and the name. So, it was like, I I know, but not everyone else knows. So, it, but it was super dope to have you on. And, of course, you know, it's, it's always going to be a family vibe with us, so we're just, thankful and blessed that you you're able to now have your own platform and do your thing because it, it, it is definitely something that's needed in in this inter- entertainment wrestling world that we're in <laughs> definitely most definitely i appreciate that appreciate that so how you been how's everything going with you everything is all right you know we're gearing up as you mentioned during my intro job or sam three um coming up july 29th so that's been a big chunk of I feel like my life inside and outside, <laughs> all around. But other than that, no, everything is good. The podcast is good. You know, we're still consistently and we haven't killed each other. So that's always a plus. Um, and then, you know, just gearing up for after Java Sam, I'm actually actually going to Detroit for SummerSlam. <laughs> mm. So just gearing towards enjoying 
that like I feel like my brain is already mentally trying to be in Detroit, but I'm still got a lot of business to take care of this week. But no, everything's good. We're blessed. I, I can't think I can't be any more thankful of our support system and the people that we have around us that, you know, when we're down and out or when we're at our highest peak, they are still around. So no oh no, I'm scared. I can't complain too too much. That's good, man. You know, it sounds like you guys are doing the right thing. Um, you know, you guys have a lot of engagement on social media. I see a lot of your your um, the Jabatia's tweets on on Twitter, uh, Instagram, on Facebook. Um, I know some friends of mine personally who have attended your you know your viewing parties and they have nothing but the best things to say about you guys. And they love the vibe, man. They love what you guys have been creating and continue to create. And it's just something really good to see something different for a change in like. You know, wrestling fandom. You know, some you know guys like you know you guys come out and do these cool parties, and you guys are all over the place. Like, you know, if you're not at WrestleMania, you know, you guys are going to SummerSlam. You're doing the viewing parties. You guys are own oh actually doing your own thing with you know Jabba Slam Three and Battle Pro, and I know Wilkins has things going on with uh, House of Glory, and I know you've been on some panels mm-hmm. as of late. So that's that's really cool. You guys are very very busy, very busy. A little too much, like, I, like I just, I was just looking at the calendar today, and I'm like, listen, because my birthday's in September, so what they don't know is your girl's gonna be barely recording in the month of September. Is <laughs> they're not, they're not, they're not privy to that yet. But no, um, we always know that summertime is Java same time, so it ends up being really, really crazy. You mentioned panels. We were just on a panel at BlurCon. Um, all three of us for the first time, so that was dope. I had did a last year, kind of got my feet wet seeing how things were, and then we got invited, all three of us, to come and do the panel um, at BlurCon, and that was a dope experience, you know, especially for the boys, because a lot of the times I'm out, I go, I don't, I get on a plane, I'm, I'm outside. So the boys normally hold it down at the home front, so the fact that we were able to all go and experience that and just have, you know, bonding time with each other, because that's always, that's actually more important. I think as time has gone on, it's like we have to always remind ourselves, like, there are other things outside of wrestling we can do and we we can enjoy each other's time and company. So, no, I mean, with, of course, business, it's always moments of pleasure. So just got to find that balance. But what is being show week is just everything is the show. <laughs> My phone, anyone that talks to me, it's about the show. So I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. Okay. So definitely. So um, you're you're like the only female right now. That I've noticed who's doing this like on a major scale, right? Um, and you know, let's face it, like wrestling. Well, wrestling fandom is a really huge male-dominated fandom, right? And you're special when it comes to your takes. You know, I've been watching your takes as of late, and actually been responding to a lot of them I see on Instagram. Your takes are crazy. Which I appreciate. Which and, I appreciate. And your takes <laughs> ruffle a few feathers. The first thing I do when I see your video on Instagram, I go straight to the comments because I enjoy seeing. <laughs> People like, nah, that, like she ain't right. That's not right. You know, like she wrong. Like yo, y'all crazy. Um, share some of the experiences you have, like being a female in wrestling fandom. Um, it has its highs, and it does have its low points. It's, it's funny. The other day, I said, I, I know for a fact, I, wrestling will never love me the way I love wrestling, mm. and and I've accepted that. That is an okay thing because. At least I know where we stand in that sense. But, um, and I say that because, you know, I put, you know, we put in all this time and effort 
and money and things like that. And at times, you're not, you're not going to see the return always. And, and that's okay, too, because I think for us, and especially, like, for me being one of few to do a lot of the things that we've done, um, for me, it's the impact. For me, it's always been, you know, if I can do it and open this door, then I know 20 other women of color can come in the same position no matter where they are and do the same thing. So because they see that, okay, she's done it, I can do it kind of situation. So, and I mean, and, it, and it's a test to also in wrestling too, when you see the first, you know, they, they, they started with the first women main event at wrestling when the wrestling was here in New York with Becky, Charlotte, and Rhonda, and then they, and then we turn that all the way, turn that all the way up to then, then having two black women main event WrestleMania and me being there for that and seeing that moment and being a part of that. Like, so it's just always about how do we get the foundation together? How do we make a mark on, on the industry and how do we build upon that? Cause that's, and that's always been my mentality, especially with Java Slam. My mentality has always been, how do we, how do we do bigger than the last? You know, cause every, how do I get people to come back? <laughs> so for me, it's always just, I just see myself as I don't and listen any any nice and sweet words people have given me and motivated me I appreciate it but I'm just as motivated because of everybody around me because they want to see success and, and they want to see they they want to see a movement and I feel like you know us being a podcast all three of us individually doing things in the business it just shows that it can be done and I think that for me. You know, it's hard to turn on the business side and then be a fan. So I've had to find a way to try to balance that too, because I love I love wrestling, and and I and I sometimes being in the business it kind of waters down that love at times. So that's why I have to find ways to just turn off my brain and just enjoy it for what it's worth. So it's just you know it, it's been a journey and it's been a, a wild ride but i think for me it's always just been how can i approach this challenge and then how do i up it how do i do one better than that and and it's fun and i get to the biggest thing that i love about being a wrestling fan and being in the wrestling business in that sense is all the wonderful people that i've come in contact with like yourself like um like you mentioned crime time and in all honesty, and I, I feel like that's like one of the depths in wrestling. I think I can never really get over because he was a friend, and mm. you know, and his thing was always to put everybody's success in front of his. And even when we were talking to him and getting advice about the first job of him, because in actuality, I'll give you actually a real, real under the behind the scenes thing where. Crime Time was actually going, we were going to have them wrestle at Java Fan 1. That was the ultimate goal. Mm-hmm. And we had talked about it when we last saw them, and then COVID happened, and then the untimely passing of Fad happened, and it just became, it was just like, man, that could have been a moment. But just even his wisdom and, and his, his advice in terms of how to deal with things in the business I carry with me still because that that's what it was about. It was about making those relationships and those connections. And I, I always say I'm just thankful wrestling's been able to give me a, a family in that aspect of people that I can call on, people that have can call on me, and that we we're all in this together. So that and I never and I never want people to feel like I oh 
they too good for us. Because we buying that too when people think we, you know, we got this chip on our shoulder and we're all high and mighty. And that's the furthest from any of us. It's like we always want everybody else to win. And I think now that's just my mentality. It's just like, how do I position whatever I'm doing? How do I position it so that someone can come in and, and take it up, take it to the next level? Yeah, that you make some some great valid points, and one of the things I want to kind of like go back to is you said that um, being a fan and not being in part of the business, you know, you see things differently, and I I have to agree with you a hundred percent. You know, I love wrestling myself. Like wrestling is like like my passion, right? You know, and um, I've been fortunate enough to see a little bit behind the curtain, and it's like, ugh. It kind of changes. Right. <laughs> it it kind of changes it, it just shifted. a bit. Yeah. You know, and as a fan, because I'm a fan first, like, you know, like, I'm not, I didn't get into this to become, like, you know, like, a influencer or whatever the case is. Like, I'm a fan first, and I was fortunate enough as a right. fan to be let in. And um, sometimes you have to take a step back and see the difference and remind yourself, yo, I'm a fan first. Because sometimes the things you see and the things you hear that happen behind the scenes is just, you don't see the, the people the same anymore. <laughs> like it kind of turns you off a bit, but you know it's right. it's, it's wrestling it, it, and it's it, business. It absolutely does. No, absolutely. I, I'm like everyone that knows me knows. Like even going back to the biggest example would be Big Flo, and I stand on that. And I and I feel like because I've seen and understand certain or certain sides of the business, I can't support certain things in certain aspects because. People have to understand the power of their dollar. Mm-hmm. And as a fan, you have the <laughs> absolute choice in picking where your dollar goes. And, and and in that retrospect, you'll show like the type of level of support and what they're doing wrong and what they're doing right. So like for me, it, it, it it's hard. It's very hard to still have a love for it and being and seeing certain things and being in the business it, it, once again in that aspect but it's so important to just be a fan at times and, and at times even now at, even when I go to shows sometimes it's a little hard because people you know notice us and, and I you know we never went into doing our podcast wanting that nor I did we never went into it like we want to be the superstars. We want, we wanted to be in Greece. No, it was never that. It was just we wanted a safe space for people of color to be able to talk about wrestling and and being able to have that conversation. The number one thing that I always say about our podcast is it's a conversation. Yeah. What I say is not the Bible. Not mm-hmm. what Will Wilson says, not what Mr. None of us it's it's not the Bible. But it it if it preempts you to want to have a conversation, that's the purpose. So in terms of, I mean, I, I feel like now I have a good balance in turning it on and off and just being like, I don't want to talk about wrestling. I want to talk about something else. And I just think that that's always been my 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 little cheat, cheat code is just doing other things that are non-wrestling. But non-wrestling is a little hard. Yeah. So I just end up treating myself to going to shows and stuff. <laughs> and just being a fan in that sense and not having to, you know... Have to critique everything, and it, because, like, like you mentioned, you just see things a little differently. Like, like my number one thing, and it, and I know it's because of putting on these shows. I look at production during a show ten times different. Yeah, uh, like down to the camera angle, down to 
what commentary is saying, who is saying what, and when. Like, the actual production of the shows, I, like, it is, like, nails on the chalkboard for me because that is, like, my biggest pet peeve now is, like, how certain things are being done and how it translates on TV because not everything in, in, in what you see live doesn't always translate well in person, like, on TV. So it's super critical and, you know, and it's... Everyone thinks I hate AEW. I don't hate AEW. I just don't like a lot of the shit they do. <laughs> All right, so hold so off. I'm just gonna set hold, the record straight. <laughs> yeah, definitely hold off on the AEW talk because we got time for that in a little bit, right? So we got. <laughs> like, like I just always, I always try to just set the record straight because that is what I've always been labeled. So just like I don't hate it. It's such a strong word and dramatic. Yeah. So but it's it's, it's just, horrible that when we discuss AEW, we have to put like a disclaimer. Oh, I don't hate AEW yes. because if you don't say that, then you're gonna have people attack you, and that's it's crazy. You gotta like, hey, listen, I, you know, like I see it on the, on the internet all the time. Like, oh, yeah, AEW had a bad show. Don't get me wrong, I'm a big AEW fan. That's the disclaimer right there because people are avoiding being attacked by the AEW fans, right? Right, and to be honest, I welcome the smoke on that end because y'all gotta understand. When this man said that he was going to have diversity inclusion, I need someone to tell me where they see that at. Like, if someone can genuinely answer that question for me, and instead of just picking out one or two moments and it being on a consistent basis, then I can ch- maybe then maybe I can change my my tone. Yeah, but yeah. until then, y'all don't get the same energy about a lot of stuff because you know, and I think it's harder because. When you have personal relationships with people in the business, it's like, I know you deserve better than what is going on. Here. Yeah, like, definitely. But so just staying on topic, staying on topic about like fans attacking and stuff like that. Right. So you guys have, have a huge platform. Obviously, your stuff gets across all socials. Right. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people don't agree with a lot of stuff you guys say. So, in with that comes the attacks, the trolls. Um, you know, I know for a fact because I've been in that position at times. So, the things I post, you know, I get attacked for it. You know, I get called names. <laughs> you know, all this other stuff. People assume all these things about me, which are not true, of course. And being that you guys are on the forefront, people see you, they see Wilkins, they see Mr. Black, and you guys have a presence online. They can see you guys. How do you guys, well, how do you personally yourself deal with the attacks? Because sometimes I know for a fact it becomes overwhelming. You know what I'm saying? And no one knows who I am personally, but they know who you guys are. They get get to see you guys, you know? So how do you guys handle that? So I think for the most part, like, it's interesting because as much as, like, everyone feels like they're in it, like, the internet folks, they're not like that in real life. Nah. And that's a funny thing. It's like, people will say all up and down, oh, you're wrong, you're this, but then when they see you face to face, they actually now want to have that conversation that you could have had online in a respectable and better tone, but they mm-hmm. just chose violence. Yeah. So, it, like, first things first, there's a lot of people then not who they are on the internet behind the keyboard is not who they are in real life, so I don't even take I don't take 90% of the shit serious, like, in all honesty. And I think that's just because of the type of person that I am. And I can speak for all three of us. We really don't care half the time. Uh-huh. 
because for someone to make a comment, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, and I, I feel, I know for me, it goes more towards, I have a degree in advertising, so I went to school to learn about marketing and audience and things like that, and bad press is still good press, so everybody that takes the time out, looks at a clip, we've captured the view, so whatever you're saying, if it's if it's valid, I can agree to it. And and I think the biggest issue with wrestling fans is most people don't have an open mind. Most people know. aren't willing. No, <laughs> most people aren't willing to see something from a different perspective and understanding that oh that could be possible. And yeah. that's really what the issue comes to being. So because my mentality is listen, I, if you want to have a conversation, I'm cool for it. I'm going to still stand by what I said because that's just the type of person I am. But I'm going to respect your opinion because that's just how you, how you see it and how I see it can be very two different ways. It doesn't make me more right or you more wrong. And that's really what it's, it comes down to. Like, so in terms of like how we deal with it, we really just, we don't look here. I, I know I don't really deal with it. <laughs> but I, and I think that just, I have to, in wrestling, I've been able to very much put up boundaries mm-hmm. and very much keep certain things to myself personally, which is why I understand how you present yourself because people are crazy. And, and that's just what it is. And you gotta, and especially if you got families, you got people in your life, you gotta protect them too. So I think for me, I just don't pay too much attention to it. Like, my Instagram account is private. So, like, if I want you privy to my personal life, then, then that's, that's, a, that's a privilege at that point. Um, for the most part, the boys deal with the social media side of stuff. Yeah. So, like, anything they post um, or even respond to comments is the boys. It's not me. Okay. And for the most part, they, I think us being, I think it's really because we're from New York. We just have a tougher skin. So, like, certain shit just not going to, it's not going to hit us because it's just like, we know that if you were in person, you wouldn't be this way. No, so it's like, they won't, they won't, they won't. They won't. And that, that's the part that actually is really comical to me because it's like, yes, what I said might've triggered you in that sense of like, no, you're not right. But then, all right, come to the table with something. Don't just tell me I'm wrong. Yeah. You know, like, you can't tell somebody they're wrong for their opinion. And I think another thing wrestling fans forget is wrestling is so subjective. Everything's subjective There's when it no, comes to entertainment. Right. It, it, even that. So it, it, it even goes to like what my favorite movie is may not be yours. Mm-hmm. So it, it, what my favorite wrestling could be right now may not be yours. But that's okay. I just think people, I, I just think as wrestling fans, people need to respect people's opinions. And realize like it's not the end all of the all. Like we could all we could all have ten different favorite wrestlers, but they were all favorite in different ways. Yeah, for us, and that's okay. Like when people take things so serious and so personal, and it just gets to a point where it's just like, if you have all this time in the world to do that, you're missing out on actual on, on the actual essence of what wrestling is supposed to do. Wrestling is supposed to bring us all together. Yep. I so agree. you doing the whole you doing the whole song and dance online to a clip I that that you don't agree something that I said. 
what's that going to prove? That's not going to change anything. Like, in order to be a part of this, you you can't be a part of the solution if you're a part of the problem. Definitely. And, I, and a lot of wrestling fans, <laughs> and a lot of wrestling fans don't like to be a part of the solution. No. So that's really where it all, it all, it all boils down to people not being real internet gangsters. <laughs> and people just not realizing, like, it's okay to have a difference in the opinion. Like, Definitely, I agree. What I realized too, and also what I realized too, is people don't really know me. So how I may respond or how I may comment or I may say something in whatever tone I may be giving, I may be trying to be funny. But if you don't know me, you don't know that part yeah, of me. So then you that. take it to another level. Yeah, so it, it's just, it's weird. But I think the number one thing that saves me is I, I've placed boundaries. So I don't really... Like it's not like when you like for instance the other day when you commented I said oh now nah, I'm gonna have this conversation with him because that's the homie <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> you know what I mean like if if it means something to me then all right I'm gonna respond but if you really look at it I never really respond because it's it's for everyone else to have that conversation with. like if you know me and you really want to have a conversation about it you know how to find me yeah definitely I agree and one thing that you that stood out that you mentioned is keeping your personal life and like the social media life and wrestling separate because I think it's really important to do that. Um, a lot of people ask me why I don't do a face reveal and all this other shit. And it's more so, it has nothing to do with being scared. It has nothing to do with anything else. It has everything to do with protecting minds. And because let's say once 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 people start to see me and see me my face all the time, the message, the captions, the point I'm trying to get across is going to get overlooked because they won't be attacking my opinion no more. They're going to be attacking the way I look. Where I work, who I'm with, where I go, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So, it's 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 just another way for them to attack you and to bring you down because you don't agree with something that that they stated. Um, wrestling is all subjective, you know. Um, like you said earlier, your opinion on something might not be the same as mine, but it gives me no right to insult you about it. You know what I'm saying? And it gives it doesn't yeah, give like the other party or something. So it's it, weird. I, I just think it's weirdo behavior when you, you're really trying to go so hard about something. Like, in all honesty, all these people make more than us. So I, I'm really not in the business of going OD hard. Yeah. And it doesn't add, honestly, either value or money to my pocket. <laughs> like, it, like, you just have to really take a, take a step back and look at the perspective, look at the bigger picture, and it's like, all this rah-rah that you got going on, they not... <laughs> They're not even worried about what you think. Nah, <laughs> nah, they not. They don't even know we exist half the time. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, right? it's like whatever. <laughs> you mad about something I said, and they don't even know I said it about them. So it is what it is, right? So I know you... Right, you, but, you I'm sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I'm sorry. All right, so, you know, I'm, you mentioned you traveled a lot. You travel all over the place for wrestling, for panels, for events. So one of the things I wanted to ask you was, like, you traveled to countless places. You've seen different type of wrestling companies down from like the major companies down to the indies you met probably hundreds of mainstream wrestlers and even some of like the lower names right so who are the most interesting main event people you've met and who are some of the like the lesser known names that you met that you see a future in the business with Ooh, um okay i'll go with the First one, I guess the major league first, because I actually haven't really been in the indie stuff in a while because we do our own, so it's really hard. Um, I was who's most interesting? It's so funny. I told this story the other day. 
when I met me, Jean Oakland, uh-huh. they, they tried to take me out to dinner at Far Rockaway at an Italian restaurant. Wait, 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 that's crazy. So I had met him, and I, I told him, I just told the story the other day. I said, um, Yo, first so of all, I'm sorry. Rest in peace. <laughs> rest in peace, Mean Gene, because this is crazy. No, yeah. So it's funny. It's it's crazy because I believe he might have passed maybe a year and a half after I met him. Mm. Like it wasn't too far from when I met him that he had ended up passing. So I was really thankful and glad that I went because I actually wasn't going to go. So. Everyone that lives in New York, um, in the New York City traffic area, there um, it's like a wrestling convention called the Big Event. They mm-hmm. happen twice a year. They do it in the spring and they do it in the winter. So the very first year I went, uh, it was crazy because I actually really didn't meet a lot of people. <laughs> like you gotta have a budget when you go to those type of things. Like I had met DDP, I met Sting, I met Bret Hart. So, but in that same breath, I. Absolutely had to go and meet me, Jean. And we literally sat. We took selfies. We had a whole photo shoot. Because, you know, when the meet and greet, you really just get one picture. Yeah. It's that. You know, like, they be like, take a picture in the next. And, like, nah. Like, he really took the time out, sat with me, uh, was trying to kick game. And I was just like, no, I'm, <laughs> I love you and all, but no. <laughs> well, now looking back, I probably should have. But, yeah. no, he, that was a fun one. Um, but you know, maybe it's just old white men that love me, and I just don't understand it. When I met, I low-key met Bob Backlund in the weirdest way possible. So this was Wrestle in the weirdest way possible. This was WrestleMania the first time they was in Dallas. So it was WrestleMania thirty-two, and I had it was the night of the Hall of Fame. I literally just got into Dallas. Like, I was in and out. I was going to be in and out. So, like, I flew in, I think, that Saturday. Um, we tried to go to NXT. It sold out. It was the one time I think I've ever, like, witnessed NXT sell up before I could get a ticket. And that was when they had, it was the Nakamura, Sami Zayn main event, I think. That was that NXT takeover. So, we were in the car driving around. My homeboy, somebody had lost a phone. So, they were trying to really locate the phone. And I was just like, whatever, whatever. So, fast forward, I have a really good friend of mine. He's, like, one of those that, like, go to the hotel and take the pictures and shit like that. Like, that's his thing. No names. Let's not say no names. I don't necessarily agree with it. No, no. <laughs> I mean, he's he loud and proud. So, you know, he, I know he wouldn't even care, but I wouldn't even do that to him. But he's, like, one of those, I, I'm not like that. That's not really my thing. But, so we were dropping him off at the hotel, at the hotel, with, at the town hotel. And this was, like, the... Um, the Hall of Fame had just finished, so everyone was leaving the arena. And we're driving towards the, the hotel, and I have the window down, and I said, oh, shit, Bob Backlund is walking the streets of Dallas with no security and no nobody with him. He don't like, need security. You, like, that was, man don't need security, man. <laughs> you crazy yo, as it not is. Eno- yo, but not enough. And, and it felt like one of those, like, no one knew who the fuck he was, but everyone was walking with him, and it was just like, does anyone ask see Bob Ackman? Like, what is going on here? So we finally get to the whole hotel, and then he catches up to the car. So my homeboy that was sitting in the front, he was a big fan. And he was like, nah, I got to get the picture with Bob. So he pops out of the car and goes, Mr. Backlund, like, I love you. Like, oh, like we're all from New York. Like, 
we just want to get a picture. And at first, he was trying to double. He was like, uh, I ain't really with the, I ain't really with the shit. Mm. But then I rolled down the window, and I popped my head out of the window. I was like, Hey, boo! Like we love you. We would love to take it. When I tell you, this man almost got inside the car from the window oh, <laughs> to, just, to get right up next to me to take this picture with all of us in our car. Like I'm telling you, I don't know what it is with white men, but white wrestling old men. But I was here for it. Um, but on the indie side of things, um, one kid that I absolutely love at Colin the Black HBK, it's the funniest thing, but I always nickname people because that's how I remember them. Uh-huh. But his name is Miles Hawkins. He's actually going to be a part of Java Sam 3. Okay. Miles Hawkins is out of the DMV area. Um, he is like so up and coming. Like, he's literally like before Melo got to boss level on the Indies, that's where Miles is. Like, Miles is super athletic, super charismatic, a, a sweetheart to work with. So, Miles Hawkins is definitely a name everyone should start getting to know. Um, I'm trying to think of anyone else. Oh, well, I feel like it's biased that I would be naming people that I know, so I'm not going to do those, but I'm trying to think who else that I see. Well, one time we sponsored a show out in Texas, in Dallas. Okay. And I actually, me and my homegirl, I flew to Texas, I flew for the show um, to represent us and stuff like that because they had put our like logo on like the banner on the ring skirt and everything so I was like nah I gotta be there and that that show had a few people on there that I really that always gravitated to me um Danny B is a young lady I believe she's from Oklahoma okay phenomenal little she's so sympathetic black girl but it's, she's so dope Whoa, whoa, say really her name again. Say her name again. Danny B. Danny, Danny B. So D A N N I B. Okay. B E E. She's super dope. I always I, I loved her energy. I I loved her in ring stuff. Um, and then another cat that really, honestly, everyone should really be on the lookout for is Brian Keith. Um, phenomenal wrestler. Very very rugged, but still very himself. And he's from, he's out from, he's from the um, Houston, Texas area. Um, trying to think of anyone else on the Indies that I know that I recently saw. Like, those are, like, the ones I can think of, like, off the top of my head. I mean, I like you mentioned, I feel like I've met countless people. You know what it is and why I don't probably go to as many indie shows as I used to? Yeah. Is because when I go to a show, people think I'm scouting. Yo, and what? I'm not. Oh, <laughs> People think that I, yeah, like one time I had went to, I went to a show at Elk Lodge and I went to surprise my friend who was on the card and he was in like a tag team championship match. So I went to surprise him. So I literally sat in the corner. I really, I went by myself. I sat in the corner. I was just by myself, but everybody, like I knew, I knew the guys that were there. So one of them had pulled me to the side. He was like, are you here looking at? to scout and I was like no I, I came yes. to support this. <laughs> <laughs> no but I really wasn't though like I'm honest like I'm like no and uh, honestly I don't really that's not really how I would do it anyway like so I wait like a minute so, for, so you 
how do you guys choose who gets to be on Jump and Slam 3? Like, do you actually go out there and scout? I mean, scout. <laughs> scout different talent and then invite them well, out to the show? At, so we look at everything. We, we look at the bigger picture. We look at, because, you know, when you do a wrestling show, you, you definitely got to put, you got to put people on that's going to put asses in seats. Like, it, and that's just, it, it, it's not it's not me being mean. It's not me being money hungry. It's just the business side of things. And that's why I'm like, I, I have to create those boundaries so that I can turn on the business side. So we look at what we did last year. We look at the matches that we did last year. We look at from last year to now who we worked, who's worked with Battle Club, um, who's up and coming. Um, we look at a different, a lot of different things. And also, too, everyone always gets one wrestler that no matter what, they, that has to be booked. That that's always the rule. So who's who's your wrestler so that has to be booked? Oh my, mine was Miles. Okay. Mine was Miles Hawkins, hands down. Um, Dre's was Stan, Stan the Man, Stan Michael. Shout out to Stan. Um, Yardley's was... Who was Yardley's? Um, Yardley's was supposed to be... Um, uh, what's his name? He's on MLW. I'm going to say light skin joint, but everybody light skin over there. Myron Reed. He wanted Myron Reed, but he had already had a booking. So we okay. didn't book him. That was his person. Book is going to get a person because he's in the damn show. <laughs> <laughs> so, but normally everybody gets a person at least because we also wanted to be fair. Like, it is our show, and, it, and there's a different type of essence that goes into Jabra Fan where it's, a, it's that backyard barbecue, family reunion. And everyone's been waiting for for the summer to happen. So, yeah. like, in order to do that, we have to not only think about who's gonna who's gonna put ass in the seats, but who also we want to give an opportunity to. So, you, are important. you guys sitting so, in Gorilla with the headset song, giving the cues? No. So it's interesting because, like I said, we all do different roles. So, like, normally I'm at the door, so I work the door because, of course, no one else trusts anyone else but me. <laughs> um, but this year, I actually I've asked for an assistant, but I'm not always at, sitting at the door because I always feel like I'm missing out on stuff. Yeah. Um, my other partner in crime on the Battle Club side, Joaquin Morales, other co-owner, um, he does commentary, so he's on a headset. Um, Mr. Black is a ref, so he's in and out of so, matches. Yeah. So I was gonna say that. So Wilkins is on the card as a talent. Mr. Black is a ref, yep. so you don't have any kind of, you're not out there, <laughs> like, doing, like, nah, doing on like, on what on ends up stuff? happening, no, nah, what ends up happening is, is that, like, behind, like, in the locker room, we'll always have a sheet of the time, uh, we're also, we have a projection in the auditorium that we do it in the school, um, we have a projection screen where we project the actual show live in the locker room so everyone knows their times and their cues. Mm. So we figure out different ways so that we're not all over the place. Gotcha. So that's smart. Yeah. So I mean, it's a it's a lot. That's what I'm saying. Like even tomorrow in real lifetime, we're supposed to have one more last meeting to get everyone's duties and what they got to do and, and day of so that we're not running around. So that I'm not running around checking out my head day of the show. But no, there's a lot that goes into a show. That's why like it's not for everyone to do. I, I actually, I don't recommend doing it. 
So, so there's a lot that goes into it. And it's hard because once you do it once, you got to keep going. <laughs> nah, yeah, you got to. That's it. You, you just said this is you. You got to keep going. So are you guys streaming it or it's just for the live so audience? So the show actually will be, it won't be streamed live because that also is another fee that, that does cost. So it won't be streamed live unless people decide to go live on their own personal device. But this show in any of our other previous job fans, any of our other previous Battle Club Pro shows are on Title Match Network. So Title Match Network will be the place where you'll be able to see Java Fam after the show. All right, all right. So I usually ask the next three questions to every guest that's on the show, right? So okay. I'm going to start with the first one. Uh, if you could build your own promotion, right? Well, you already have your own promotion, technically. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, all right. So, well, okay, I'm going to act like I don't. All right, let's I'll, pretend I'll you like don't. don't all right, so let's say you own your own promotion. What top top five male superstars would you sign, and what top five female superstars would you sign? Could be of all time. Wow, like on all time, all time. Oh, of all time. Yeah. Oh, I try to make it harder by saying all time because now your brain starts to think like, "Yo, who was on top like twenty years ago?" And you know, so you got to get five and five. No, all right. So I'm just saying five and five people. It doesn't. There's no particular order that. There actually is no, I'm just giving literally the first few people on the top of my head. On the female side, I would have signed Willow. Um, Willow's cool. I would have signed Bianca. Mm -hmm. Willow Langdale, I would have signed her. I met her once. I would have signed Bianca. She's amazing. I, listen, I absolutely cannot tell, I can't scream it louder how proud I am of Willow. Like Willow being a New York native, straight out of Long Island. Um, her story is just so dope and just to see her come back from a almost a career ending neck injury and yeah. to see where she is now it it is just it's a testament to her own strength yep. so like shout out to Willow Nightingale like I have nothing but amazing and fabulous things to say about her and it's so funny because she <laughs> the last show she was on for Battle Club she, she told me she got signed mm. <laughs> And I told the uh, the thing I told her in her face. I said, "Listen, don't let them walk all over you." <laughs> and always that ass because I was like, "Nah, don't let them walk all over you." And I said, "It's okay to say no." And don't I say that because words. in wrestling, I, I say that because a lot of us, a lot of people are people pleasers. A lot of people, are yes, people because they don't they fear the unknown mm -hmm. if they say no. So I wanted her to understand, like, do not have that fear. Like you are the captain of your ship mm -hmm. and however you steer it in whatever waters you steer it in, that means something. So I just had like, but that's my girl. I love her to death. Um, and like I said, our New York indie scene, like it's, it's a heavy family. So like everybody supports everybody in every which way so i would have her of course i have bianca just because fucking bianca Bowen. all right that's true um because you have to <laughs> um i would have it's so hard now to just like women okay willow bianca um i guess i gotta have a little light skin joint uh selena I would do no. Um, I would do Naomi. 
Who is he most tired of? No. Sasha? I'm, 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 now, I'm, I'm leaning towards the NXT side of things. That's actually where the fun is. Because um, you want women and then you want at least a tag team. So that you just switch things up. <laughs> when you're thinking of a promotion, you got to think about how many different matches you can do with how many different people you have. <laughs> true, 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 true. Um, I'm just trying to think. Um, Impact. Oh, Savannah Evans. Um, she's a light brain, but that's just that. <laughs> Shout out to her. She's on Impact. She just had a, she had a match a few weeks ago with Trinity, so that was dope. Um, trying to think. You got two more left. She's gonna kill me, and even though she's like fake retired, I would totally have Faye Jackson. Okay. She real um, fake retired. And then she's just she's. No one retires in wrestling. I just want everyone to know that we'll be listening to this. No one ever retires. Yeah, that's why she's big, thick, big, retired. That's what she is right now. She's waiting for the moment to come back. No one really, really retires. So I would have to say, um, and I say her because her mind in wrestling is, is, is so unique. And she understands marketing like, you got to also have people that can, you know, I mean, you don't want everybody to be in creative, but you got to also have people that are veterans that understand certain things and see things differently because they bring something different to the table. Um, so what she's for, um, the fifth one, um, why is this hard? The women is actually really hard. Men are, are probably five out in a minute. Um. Who's the hottest woman? I mean, Athena, I I guess. Because you got to have one really good technical wrestling. Mm-hmm. On I mean, it's your promotion, so you, guess, you go however you want. As, and as much as me and her struggle with her edges, I feel like what she's doing, our, it's unfortunate what she's doing our way isn't on a bigger platform. So I would say her. Right. Um, on the men's side, I would do Shane Taylor. Okay. You got to um, name the promotions because a lot of people are going to know what promotions are. Oh, Shane are. Taylor, he's, he represents ROH, A-Dubs now. All right. Um, I would do Carmelo Hayes, NXT. All right, that's two. He was highly hot on the indies on the Northeast. Like, we know... We know Christian Casanova. If you don't know that, we know Christian Casanova. Y'all know Carmelo Hayes. So, it's super dope to see where he is now. Even, actually, we had spoke to him uh, when me and Wilkins were in L.A. Uh, for Mania Weekend. Uh-huh. Uh, we actually were, we, I, I actually was very blessed. But Wilkins had, had did it the day one. That we were in, like, I guess, like, this media room. Yes, he did touch on that. Yep. So, like, they would have... So they would have like superstars come in and they would go like around the room and do interviews and talk to people. So we were able to get him that Saturday, um, that Friday morning. So the day before he won the NXT title, um, we had chopped it up with him, gave him our love, gave him encouragement and stuff like that because he's definitely one that does not forget where he's from. And that's super important because in wrestling, people can get Hollywood. And, and we all are aware of that and know that. But 
for certain people that you that's been a part of your journey just as much as they've been a part like you've been a part of theirs mm-hmm. and and they feel cool and recognized then i'm all for it so yeah i would have shane mellow i would do because you know you got a little piano with Samoa. i would do jacob Fatu from mlw yo he's nice i've I seen him in action like mm-hmm. maybe four or five months ago dude jacob super nice is yeah such a, a he he's such a versatile wrestler that you understand why the Samoans is like the it's a the, breeding like, machine the dynasty. it's a breeding machine yeah like you get it you get it like um so I would have Jacob um in all honesty I would have got MJF but MLW MJF Okay, what's the difference between this and because I don't I don't really follow him like that. So what's the difference between oh, that's okay. MLW and then AW MJF? Um, MLW MJF, I just felt like wrestled more. Okay, I think if that was the biggest difference, and like when he wrestled, it it mattered. Where now it's like I feel like he's trying to do the dollar value version of what Roman's doing. With a mixture of now trying to do like a two man power trip situation, and it's just like, and I said this the other day on our show. I said, How is it that I care more about them winning the tag team titles than him being the face of the company as world champion? Like, there's an issue, there's a disconnect. So, well, it's not really, I feel like Maxwell, it's not only his fault, but for somebody that Loki probably does a lot of the on the creative. And what he wants to do, he definitely takes a little bit of blame in that. Yeah, I guess. Like, if anyone doesn't, if, if no one thinks that Maxwell has a say in what he's doing on AEW, then. Oh, yeah, I don't he know definitely he does. He has a lot of say. <laughs> a shit ton <laughs> a of say. A lot of say in that. But um, so do others. So, you know, shit clashes back there. But, right. anyways, anyways, that's another topic. So, that's four. All right, so I had Shane Mello. Um, NJF, but MLW NJF. Um, AJ Styles. So, that's five right there. You get, uh, Melo, Shane, you said Jacob, MJF, right? Okay, I forgot about that. But AJ Styles. AJ Styles. Which version of AJ Styles? Ooh, definitely Impact. Impact? Definitely TNA. Sure here. Definitely TNA. Uh, <laughs> TNA, AJ, that did all the flips and shit. And no one said it was slips and shit. Like, it was so funny. I was watching a YouTube video the other day of the ten of the top ten moves wrestlers don't do that they used to do in in TNA. They and make AJ those Styles videos. Eighty percent. I don't. I'm gonna say If I can find it in my history, but it's yeah. an interesting video because there's a whole bunch of moves that people don't do anymore because they're, they're too fucking old to do it. But AJ Styles was on that list. At least five times, and out of the five times, he still does at least I think like two of those moves. But regardless of the fact, AJ Styles, if you have not watched any of his TNA Impact stuff, like he is one of the founding fathers of TNA yeah. Impact. Yeah, so like it is like yeah, like I love everything about AJ Styles. All right, so my that was two questions, right? All right, so the third question is um. And asks everybody, and I love it. I love asking this question because this question gets like a million different answers, right? So, <laughs> what does real wrestling mean to you? 
because I, I see it everywhere on the internet, the blogs, YouTube, everywhere. Like, everyone's talking about real wrestling, right? I have a really, yeah, yeah, so I have a really, really different idea of what I consider real wrestling, which is Olympic sport, <laughs> not what they do in the ring. But everyone else has a different opinion. What do you consider real wrestling? Real wrestling for me is storytelling. All right, explain. Um, and I say that I say that because it's what made me fall in love with wrestling. Like growing up, I was a soap opera baby. I was I was watching the General Hospital, the One Life to Live, the All My Children, the Passion, you name it. Whatever was on between twelve and three. And it was a soap opera, baby, I was watching. Man, so your children. When I, when I caught wind of wrestling, for me, it was the storytelling. It, it was the selling. What was the first That's match you saw wrestling. that wrestling. got you into it? Uh, I, I can tell you the promotion. The first match is like, it probably wasn't even a match. It probably was low-key a promo. And it probably was tags on my fucking TV screen. So I started watching wrestling as a kid watching ECW. Mm. And it was because I stumbled upon it. It wasn't even like I went. I like it. It found me in that sense because I was up at two o'clock in the morning, and I shouldn't be been up as a kid, but I was. So wait a minute. <laughs> you grew up in like you live in Long Island, or you grew up like in the city? No, I'm from New York. I, I grew up in Harlem. So like for me, <laughs> wait, wait. You said in Harlem? I was in the city. Mm-hmm. Well, well, without okay, just say the street because I grew up in Harlem. So what street? I was on Manhattan Ave near one ten. All right, okay. So I'm on the other side. All right, cool. Good to know. Oh, you on the east side? No, nah, nah, I was on the west side, but like further up by like oh, okay. by like Hamilton Heights, like 130. Oh, okay, okay, in okay. the thirties over there. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. But so like I'm right by Morningside Park in the in the Central Park. Okay, that's that's. And then I went to Junior High School near Two Fifth. Wait. What's, okay. Well, no. I, right, I'll ask you this off off the cast because sounds like we might have been walking around the same circles. All right, so all right, so you we watch ECW. That's just that's just life. That's New York, actually, for you. Yeah. Like when I found out that my so it's weird. That's why I said six degree separation is a real life thing. Mm-hmm. My um, my boyfriend's um, baby mom went to high school with Wilkins in Brooklyn. No, in Queens. Okay, okay, damn, small world. But then I guess again that's, that's New York what I'm City saying. Like, right, like that's just New York in general. But no, I started watching ECW. So like, I like the Taz, the Sabu, the uh, the Tommy Dreamer, the Raven, like all of that stuff, and just the storytelling in ECW, which I don't feel like even really, really giving them credit to. They really. <laughs> They had they, they made you think that Sandman's child was gonna be under raven. Like you really thought that <laughs> shit. So like you know, the the level of storytelling and the drama. So real wrestling for me is storytelling, it's selling, it, it, it invokes emotion in me. Like it's it's some it makes memories. Like I can say like I remember so my first WrestleMania was WrestleMania twenty nine here in New York. Near New Jersey. MetLife, right? At MetLife. Okay, okay. My mom, so like, my mom never, like, she never was into wrestling like that. Like, when I, wrestling was, was a me thing. But everyone that knew me knew that that was my thing. So, I had this very weird thing of pranking my family for Christmas every year. As I got older. Because I just thought it was funny. <laughs> like, 
I would give my brother like I would wrap up like toothbrush and toothpaste and wrap it up and give it to him. Oh, America, man. Like, <laughs> I was that I was that child. So they had got me back. That's why I was like, nah, it's about the moment and it's about you being a part of something. Oh, so, so they like, got you tickets? That my mom, yo, she pranked me by printing a receipt, but I couldn't read it, but it was the Ticketmaster receipt. And I'm saying, I thought they were pranking me. So when she gave me the envelope and she said, here, Merry Christmas, I was just like, nah, like, this ain't real. Like, because I always play with them. So yeah. now I think they playing with me. And I'm like, nah, this ain't funny. Like, because all I had said that year was all I really wanted was to go to WrestleMania. I didn't want nothing else. I ain't want clothes. I ain't want nothing. And this is with me, fresh out of college, ain't no real money. I'm like, nah. All I want is to go to WrestleMania because it was. I always wanted to do that. So I'm thinking she pranking me. She's like, nah. Like two tickets, WrestleMania, you're going. And I'm like, I, when I tell you, I bawled crying. Like she, I don't know where she may have that clip at somewhere. And I hope it's buried somewhere. Nah, we gotta but use that I clip. Was, and we got to put on the projector. I, I, I was, like, maybe when I get married, we can, we can play <laughs> that. But I was bawling because it was that moment of, like, yo, I get to go and experience this. And that's the one thing I always love about wrestling. It's an experience. No matter where you, whether it's a Definitely. house show, a pay-per-view, a big four, an independent show, it is an experience. Definitely. So the fact that I was able to do that and and I probably have not taken it to the next fucking level because I've gone so many damn times after that. But that's that's what real wrestling for me is. Real wrestling is oh is, is creating memories, capturing it's about the emotion. The storytelling. Yeah, it's about the emotion. Like when like, I regret not being at the garden when Triple H came back. Like I'm trying to was I, I was a kid, but I was like I should have been there. You know what I mean? Like, for me, I, I was there when Bianca and, and Sasha faced each other. Main event at WrestleMania. I never imagined as a, as a little girl that that would be a thing. So, like, being a part of those moments, like, that's what real wrestling is for me. Hmm. Great. That's, that's, a, that's a good, uh, that's great. Like, that's good. Like, I don't, I don't even know what to say. That's, that's great. Like, that's a, that's a lot of the same, like, I've asked everybody that gets on the show, and most, if not every single response is similar to yours. It's the storytelling, it's the, you know, the emotion, capturing the moment. Like that's what a lot of consider real wrestling. Huh. All right. So um, before we sign off, I want you to tell the listeners why they should invest and tune into Jabba Slam Three, and why they should go out to the next viewing party you guys are having which is for what event SummerSlam well uh, you guys won't be so, here for SummerSlam right you, you going over there right no so the one but we this is why you gotta anything you gotta have a team so that when you're not there the, the team is still holding it down okay so me and me and Wilkins will be in Detroit where Black and Dre will be at Legends but um why come to Java Slam? For me, Jabberton has always been more about people networking than really the show itself. Okay. Like, the first Jabberton, we had so many different collaborations. Other podcasters were able to 
become friends and, and things like that. That's really what it's about. It's about really meeting people and just enjoying each other and talking about wrestling and watching wrestling. Like, I have a really good friend of mine. He's, he's flying in from Wisconsin to come to the show. Now, I thought when he said about a few months ago, he was, like, I thought he was, like, bullshitting me. But two weeks ago, he said he got his Airbnb, he got his flight. So, for me, it's just people getting together. Like I said, it is the family barbecue of the summer that everyone's waiting for. And we can talk about wrestling and we can watch some wrestling. So, I that, like that for me. And then, and then also, too, the mystery opponent, the mystery partner of Simon Miller, I know everyone's going to be shocked by Whoa, 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 whoa! I was gonna ask you, but I know you can't give it away. Is it I someone? Is it someone that? I've been good because I've I've been on countless shows and everyone has asked and I have not answered. Is it someone that Wilkins should be afraid of? No. Ah, all right, all right. So my boy's good then. But then again, my best friend isn't afraid of anybody. <laughs> <laughs> my boy's good then. He got nothing to worry about. He's straight. You know, he good. He, he he's got, straight. He good. But, right. uh, he only the hot tag or nothing. But, good. Um, so that nah, he good. Um, or, or maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> but I will say it's a full circle moment. For who? For you guys or for Wilkins in the match? For Wilkins. Oh, so he's not good. <laughs> he gonna have to look back at his past. Now nah, you got him thinking like, yo, who's it gonna be? Now he got sleepless nights ahead right, of him. Right, because it could be signed. It could be signed because the encore is out of HOG too. So it could be somebody from HOG. It could be somebody from from God knows where. But it could be his third grade teacher for all he knows. The mystery partner. He don't know. He don't know. He don't know. He don't know. So the mystery, I feel like the, the that's the one thing. Jarvis Sam, every Jarvis Sam always had that one moment where no one, no one knows, but only like us. <laughs> So like we anticipate like even going to like so like the first job we're saying main event, if you don't know, main event, one of the hottest tag teams on the Indies. Um, they're going for the House of Glory tag team titles next month for high intensity. So make sure to look them up. But the main event had won our tag titles, the first job we're saying, they didn't know. Mm. So their genuine reaction and response was real. And they had and, and one they had family there, they like it was real. Like, tears, hugs, everything. Looking at me like, you knew you ain't say nothing. And I'm like, yep, I knew it and I didn't say nothing. So, that was the first one. The sec- and also, slow main eventing. We had two black women main event our first job. Uh, I remember that. Swo was there. Yeah, I remember Swo was there. And, and Swo has said that was her first time main eventing anything. So, that meant something. The second one, last year's, it was it's, it was cool because I was able to get the blessing from Faye Jackson and doing the Great Threat Pants Battle World, which was fun. And it was Wilkins kind of coming out party, but it wasn't fully. So it was a teaser to, to now this year, to him now main eventing Jabra fam. So it's been, like I said, it's always going to, something's always going to be bigger and better. And that's kind of the hope that we have. But in terms of the viewing party, our next viewing party, it's not NXT Takeover uh, NXT has a has a page actually the day after Driver Slam, so we may still do like a small ring party. But our next big one would be for SummerSlam, which is going to be at Legend. So once again, the team that will be here in New York is going to represent and host. Um, wow! Anyone that's in Detroit, you see me, see Sir Wilkins, say hey, because that's happened too. 
Like, people be scared to say hi. And I'll be like, why? What are you scared of? Like, say hi. We don't bite. I know I don't. Really. So I can't really speak for myself. Are tickets still available for Java Slam 3? Tickets are actually still available. Limited front row is still available. Uh, we have a dope four-pack, so, like, you and three of your friends can come. And where can they get those tickets at? less than what GA is. Say it again. And where can they get those tickets at? They can get the tickets at brownpapertickets.com. You can also just simply Google Java Fan 3. It'll pop right up. That's a blessing with SEOs. Exactly. Once you keep doing it a lot, it'll pop up and be the first thing on Google. So you can actually Google Java Fan 3, brown paper bag tickets, and the link will come up. You can look on all of our social media platforms from Battle Club Pro and from the Java 3 podcast for the link for the show. Uh, we just put out a dope. Um, Simon just gave a really, really dope promo that we just posted today. So look out for that. Um, but we're excited. I, I know like I, everyone, like outside of this, I'm, I'm stressed and I'm like, make it, gotta make sure everything is good. But I know day of, and I know during the show and after the show is going to be great because we'll all be together and, and it's always going to be a good time. So definitely, if you want, I hope everyone comes out. It is this Saturday. July 29th, 29th coming up in Brooklyn. Ooh, what part of Brooklyn? Because trust. Uh, I think she'd be kind of saying it's the side. Okay. Because me and Marcy. All right, so you're so good. not far, yeah. Yeah, they good. Because in all honesty, I really wanted to do it in Harlem, but I couldn't find a place. Yo, <laughs> if you do it next year in Harlem, is, I will be there. That's it. If you do so the theme, so every every year we do a theme based on a black movie. So the first year was Above the Rim. The second year was House Party. This year New it was City. supposed to be paid in full. But I didn't want creatively the creatively I don't think it wasn't gonna work, but I didn't want to do paid in full because it wasn't gonna be in Harlem. Even though the movie we did decide was New Jack City and that is based in Harlem. But we can still get away with it. Paid in full for me, just because I grew up uptown, like, it has to be done right. So, like, the goal next year, I think, is to, like, my goal is to do it outside of New York. That I feel like will be the ultimate, like, all right, I've done it all. I'm good. Yeah. But we'll see what happens next year. I, I, I told, we're not running WrestleMania weekend. I just want to let everyone know that, listen, that, because everyone else runs and, I don't want that smoke. <laughs> no, nah, no. Nah. So, but we, but we may do something, um, like us, the Job of Podcast. We may hold something, or we may do like a meetup or something, because WrestleMania will be in Philadelphia, so it's kind of our backyard. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. But we're yeah. super excited about Job of Sam Three, um, and just seeing what else is, is is yet to come for us. Like I mean, every year is something different and something new, but forever we're always thankful of people like you that have supported us from the beginning because it's not easy and we're all in it together in that sense so you know what i said much love to you and what you've done and how you stood on your 10 toes about a lot of shit that people give you slack for yeah (laughs) because that the last thing people come at you i'll be like I don't even know him like that. So why was I like, what is the point? <laughs> like, even even to that point, like, I don't know you, know you know you like that, but I know you enough to be like, y'all come at him for what? That's that's, that's not going to change how you feel. Nah, nah, nah. You know, like, 
So, and then the cool part, low key, is you got actual professional wrestlers that got your back, low key, too. So that, that shit is hard. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta. Like, when I see fair comments, I'll be like, oh, nah, he not gonna play that card, but they sure enough do come in. Yeah, nah, there's a lot of guys who support me that are in the business, but I wish I could say lots of names, but I can't. But eventually, y'all will say, eventually. But anyways, thank you so much for having me. I mean, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was great. Uh, yeah, thank you for having me. Like, July, I, like I said, I wish you nothing but the best and same. all success. Thank you. And whatever, whatever, and whenever you need something, you know where to find us. Yes. And that's always how it's going to be. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. July 29th, Jabba Slam 3, right? Yeah, Jabba Slam 3, July 29th, Brooklyn, New York. Yeah. Let's get it.